Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, contact me today at info at kellydparker.com. Hey, this is episode 22 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hope you are well. Hope you're having a good morning, afternoon, evening, night, or whatever time it might be when you are hanging out with me for this episode. But let me ask you a question. Have you ever had speaker's remorse? Like, I know we talk about buyer's remorse. Like, maybe you spend a lot of money on something and then you, like, regret it. Like, oh, I don't know if I should have done that. But have you ever had speaker's remorse? As in you've spoken somewhere or had some sort of presentation and afterward you feel this deep cloud of regret and you feel like, man, I wish I would have done a little bit better. In fact, I know that I could have done a little bit better. Well, if you have, and I know I have, I got you today because we're going to be walking through some very specific things that you want to avoid so that for the next time that you speak, you can be very confident that you're giving a super engaging presentation. You know, what's so interesting to me is that I think we all know when we are in the audience, when someone else is presenting and we feel like it's a little boring, like this isn't interesting. But then a lot of times when it's our turn to get up there, We turn around and do the same stuff. So I figured, you know, what if we just kind of call out some of those things that are some of the key mistakes that we tend to make that end up making the presentation boring. And then we all agree to stop doing them. How about that? So let's walk through what I call 10 mistakes that will make your presentation kind of boring so that you know if you're falling into that pitfall and you can make another choice, right? So let's run it down. Number one, your presentation might be boring because I'm going to give it to you straight. You know, that's what I do. It might be boring because number one, man, this is hard to say. Nobody cares what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That can happen. Sometimes people feel like you're boring because nobody cares about what you are saying. And you know, it's true. You know, you've been in the audience and somebody is up there talking and talking and you're like, man, I could care less about what you're talking about. So when you're giving a presentation or a talk, the key question that you want to ask is, does what I'm saying matter to my audience? Do they care? 
And guess what? If you're the speaker, it's your job to make them care. It's your job to articulate very clearly and upfront and as quickly as you can why they should care, why what you're saying is interesting and relevant, why it should have some sort of bearing on their life. You don't want to hide that. You want to make sure to showcase all of the reasons or maybe it's just one key reason why what you have to share is important. People shouldn't have to search high and low for the reasons why they should care what you're talking about. So sometimes people will tune you out simply because they don't care and they don't see a reason to. Number two, and I think you guys are going to know what I'm talking about when I say this. The second reason your presentation might be boring is because it's too scholarly. What do I mean by that? If someone was as well-versed as you in this particular area, they will follow along just fine. But for the audience that you're talking to, you're using too many big words. You're using words they don't understand. And you're explaining the concepts in a way that's just hard to grasp. So in other words, you're talking over their head. So that's why we always say over and over again, it's so important to know who your audience is, because if you are talking to a group of peers that have gone to school for as many years as you have or have similar experiences as you and know the big words and all of the things, you might be able to get away with that. But in general, it's best to be, let's say, as basic as possible. So something that I try to do It's first, I'll just kind of get my idea out. So maybe I'll just bullet out what I want to say. And then I'll keep asking myself, what do I really want to say? Like, what am I really saying? How can I explain this in a way that a fifth grader could understand it? How can I explain this in a way that someone off the street could be like, okay, I get where she's trying to go. And so that's why sometimes it's beneficial to get with a friend who you can bounce ideas off of and get feedback as to whether or not the way that you're trying to explain your concepts really is going to resonate. Or if it's a really high potential moment, it's wise to hire a coach to really help you get from point A to point B and being super clear in what you're trying to convey. So if you are being really scholarly and really deep, you are probably making a big mistake, to be honest, and it's going to come across as boring for those who are trying to follow you. So what's mistake number three? Well, I see this a lot. Here it is. You're giving too much background information that nobody needs, nobody wants, and nobody asks for. I'm just going to put it out there. So sometimes we feel like we're being really thorough and giving a lot of background, right? So we feel like we're supporting our points by, you know, maybe giving definitions of words, like really deep ones, you know, and going deep into all of this background. And sometimes we go so deep that people get lost and they begin to tune us out. Not only that, sometimes we lead with all of this background information without giving context for why it's important and why people should care about it. So if for some reason you are giving background information about something, 
make sure that you've already done a good job of painting a picture of why that's important and why somebody should care. I think the other side of it is you should also ask yourself, how much of this background information do I really need? Because you only want to include as much as you need for your main point to be clear. You don't want to go too far past that because people will start to get lost. They will start to lose interest because they can't really see clearly how it's tied to why they should care. It pretty much always goes back to why should I care? So if there's any kind of of background or detail that you can leave out, a lot of times we're wise to leave it out so that we can continue to keep people's attention. Along with that, I want to say, reason number four your presentation might be boring is that you had a weak start so here's the thing when we're speaking we have to start strong especially virtually you're not going to get you know too many minutes in there before people are going to start to lose interest or decide okay this is about to be one of those boring presentations here we go Where's my phone so I can scroll IG? Hmm, Let me get a glass of water. What is happening? You got a few minutes to lay out. Listen, this is what we're going to be discussing. This is why it's important, why it should matter to you. And give kind of a roadmap of where you're going to be going during your talk. That's how you want to lead. You don't want to bury that information. You want to start strong um, with some sort of vehicle to grab attention, right? And then lead right into why it's important and, you know, lay out that map of what you're going to be covering in that particular talk. So going back to what I said in point three about giving background information, what I notice is sometimes we pack our our intro, our first, you know, words out of the gate with all of this background stuff. And it can be confusing because it's kind of like, wait a minute, where are we going with this? And we figure, oh, in my introduction, I'll give the background. And then when I get into the body of it, then I'll hit hard with my points and this and that and the other. I kind of feel that's a mistake. I feel that you want to start off, like I said, making it clear what you're talking about, why it's important and laying out that roadmap. Don't overload people within your first few minutes, sentences, etc. with this background and people aren't even really sure where you're going with it. So as a listener, a listener is always like, what's in it for me? And they're always also listening for where are we going with this, right? So you want to make sure when you are speaking that you're making that super clear for them. And sometimes that background information can get really confusing and folks are like, but wait, where are we going now? Okay. So make sure that when you're starting off, start off strong by making it clear where we are going. All right, now related to that, let me point out number five. Here's the fifth reason why your presentation might be boring. Child, nobody knows the point. They don't know the point. Here's the thing. If you have a story or an illustration or data or a quote or whatever kind of ingredient um, that you are including, people ought to know the point they shouldn't be confused about the idea that you want them to take home by that I mean you need to explicitly explain to them what the point is 
sometimes I think we expect people to read in between the lines and we think that it's more obvious than it really is where you're trying to go. So I challenge you to lay it out there in a really simplified way, not big words, not long sentences with a whole bunch of commas. But whenever you're introducing an idea, go ahead and explicitly state what the point is. By point, I mean, what is that key idea that you want somebody to know or to do? Make sure that you're laying it out there and it might feel repetitive, but sometimes that's okay, especially virtually, right? Because we're distracted, right? Sometimes we start the daydreaming and thinking about what we're going to have for lunch or for dinner or, you know, somebody calls our name in the other room, right? And so it's always a good idea to make sure that you're grounding whatever your content is in the point so that no one is confused about what they should be taking away or where you're going. People always want to know where we're going. So that brings me to number six. What is the sixth reason that your presentation might be on the boring side? Well, it might be because the order in which you're talking about things is confusing. So I want you to try to follow me with this, this illustration that I'm going to try to get. So as I'm a woman of color and um, in our community, some women have chosen, especially in recent years, to what we call transition their hair. And what that means is it means that once upon a time they had a chemically, um, they had chemically relaxed hair, meaning they would put a chemical in their hair that would cause it to be straight. And then at some point in their life, you know what, I don't I don't want to do that anymore. I want to um, wear my hair in its natural, more curly texture. So some people, in order to facilitate that process, decide to do what we call the big chop, right? Meaning they're going to simply cut off all of their, you know, relaxed hair as much as possible and wear their hair very, very short and a little afro, right? So that's option A. But option B Uh, means that you're going to transition so that you're going to keep two textures of hair and kind of slowly get rid of that relaxed, more straight hair. And when you do it that way, what you're going to have for a time is two textures of hair, right? Because you're going to have that straight, relaxed hair. And then right up against it, you're going to have your more curly, natural texture. Now, here's the point. The most vulnerable part of your hair strand is going to be right where that straight hair meets up with your curly hair right there, right at that point where you transition from straight hair to curly hair. Your hair is very vulnerable to breakage right at that point of change of shift. And so all I want to tell you is that when you are speaking and you are getting ready to change and shift to your next point, you are getting ready to change and shift to a new idea, you and your audience are very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Why? Because if you don't make it very clear to them that we are getting ready to change, we are getting ready to shift, they will begin to get very confused. And when people get confused, They get bored and when they get bored, they tune you out and we don't want that. So when you are speaking and it is time to change, it is time to shift. It is time to go from that straight hair. Now you're going to hop on to where it's more curly and more textured. You have to make that clear. 
And not only that, you have to be very um, intentional in the way that you structure your presentation so that the way you're transitioning from one idea to the next makes sense. So when we're transitioning, you want to call it out. You want to call it out. You're going to say, you know, something along the lines of, you know, we were on, you know, the straight path. Now we're getting ready to go to the curly path or whatever that looks like. Whatever those keywords are that are going to signify where we were and where we are going. Make sure that you call it out very obviously, because for you as a speaker, it's obvious because you you've gone over your notes a 100 times. Of course, we were talking about, you know, um, point A and now we're talking about point B. For some folks, it's not going to be as obvious and they might be a little bit confused as to where we are. Right. So make sure that the order that you are bringing your ideas up makes sense. So think about it kind of like a song. Does it make sense? And not only that, when you're going from point A to point B, make sure that you make it really clear because there's lots of options and lots of ways it can go wrong. Right. So you've got some people that might not know that we switch. So they're still on the straight part of the hair and you you are way down the road now. You're on curly hair. Okay. Either that or it's also a vulnerable part because some people will just wander off the whole path. They're not on the straight part or the curly part. They're like off in the woods somewhere. So it's a very vulnerable thing to transition from one point to the other. Make sure that you do it well by ordering your points in a way that makes sense and then also clearly calling out that we are on the move we are transitioning right okay let me tell you this what is a seventh reason why your presentation might seem a little boring well it might be because you seem like you are bored it might be because you are not bringing any energy to the conversation I always say that when you speak, you own the room for better or for worse. So the energy that you bring is the energy that your audience will emulate. And it's so hard, especially, you know, in our current virtual environment, you can't really truly see or feel people's energy. But trust and know that positive energy is contagious. So I want you to ask yourself, how much energy am I bringing? Even if you are at work talking about a financial report. We're trying to get approval for whatever your project is. And it might feel run of the mill. It might feel mundane. Do me a favor. Do not get up in the front of the room, whether it's a real room or a virtual room. Do not get up in the front of the room like with that energy. Like it's just run of the mill. Here we go again. We do this every month. Here's our. No. Why though? Like, do you like being bored? I don't. Between the two options, I'll be honest with you, I would rather get up here and act like I'm talking about the most interesting thing thing in the world than not. Like if we have to do it, let's do it with a little bit of energy. Let's do it with a little bit of power. So I want to challenge you to start to do that. And I will tell you, as you start to do it, you you will begin to see you're going to start to get different feedback. You're going to start to feel different. The whole thing is going to come off different when you decide I'm going to bring some energy to the situation. Right. So I want you to begin to lead with your energy. So lead with a smile, lead where somebody could observe you and think, oh, she's into this. She's passionate about what she's talking about. Right. So that's important. 
Number eight, what is another reason why your presentation might be coming off a little bit boring? Well, it might be because you are ignoring the audience. The audience is like, does he or she know that I'm in the room or is she talking to the to the wall? Like, what is happening? So that's why things like eye contact make a difference because it lets people know, oh, hey, he or she is talking to me. That's why things like entertaining Q&A, throwing questions out there, um, using the word you, all of these things signal that the speaker understands, oh, there's an audience and this person knows that she is talking to me. Even using people's names, if you know people's names that you are talking to, all of those things kind of personalize and draw people in to feel like we're having a conversation, not just a dry presentation. So begin to think about ways that you can signal to the audience, I know you're out there and I'm talking to you. I'm not just giving some presentation to check a box because that is always what? boring (laughs) okay let's get into the the last two reasons that your presentation might be a little bit boring this one is important your presentation might be boring because you're focusing too much on getting it all right I can't remember if I've told this story on the podcast before and if I have don't judge just listen to it again but I had a situation once where I had prepared and prepared and I wrote my whole speech out word for word. And I was like, oh, this is going to be brilliant. I have this chance to give a perfect speech. It's going to be perfect. Like I've been waiting my whole life to give a perfect speech. So I get up there and I'm, I'm more focused on my notes and making sure that I say every word the way that I rehearsed it over and over than I am about actually connecting with the audience. So it wasn't bad. But it also wasn't great. And so I learned like I thought that was going to be the key to it being great was like being perfect. And it's not. It's not about perfection. It's about connection. Let me say that again. It's not about perfection. It's about connection. It's not about perfection. It's not about, oh, did I pronounce all the words right? Oh, did I do this correctly? Blah, 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 blah. What really draws people in is connection, authentic connection. So having good ideas gets people's attention, but it's the person to person interaction that that creates the connection. So being and feeling like a real person with something really good to say is the recipe for an engaging presentation. It is not this robotic, let me read my notes. Stop reading your notes. If you are a note reader, promise me that you are going to stop that. That's not engaging. And really, when you're reading your notes, you're thinking about your notes. You're not thinking about your audience and they can tell and they're bored. Okay. so if you're ready to go to the next level in your ability to speak, to command a room, to draw people's attention in, you're not going to do that without having your audience in mind first and seeking to connect with them that is the name of the game so even in your preparation know that your chief goal is not to you know um 
give this this perfect product. It is to connect an authentic way with some really memorable, relevant information. And finally, reason number 10 that your presentation might be a little bit boring is that you are flat out unprepared. And I know that we never want to fall in this category, but it happens. Sometimes we underestimate truly the amount of work that it takes to be conversational, to be audience focused. It takes work. And so sometimes what happens is we get up in front of the room and we realize we're not quite as prepared as we need to be. And so what ends up coming out of our mouth is us trying to verbally process. Like we're in that moment trying to, you know, verbally gather our, our thoughts and ideas. And it becomes hard to follow, right? So we don't want to do that. We want to prepare in a way that will cause us to be able to authentically connect with our audience. So let's run these down one more time. 10 reasons why your presentation might be boring. Um, number one, it might be boring because nobody cares. So we're going to start reframing our content in a way that that helps our audience care and shows them why it should matter to them. Your presentation might be boring because you're just so smart. You, you're just a genius. And it's hard for us to catch up. It might be boring because it's too scholarly. The ideas are over our head. It might be boring because you're giving background info that nobody needs, wants, or asks for. And so sometimes we need to take a moment to say, I'm not going to include these facts, but I'm going to keep them in my back pocket in case someone asks a question. Uh, number four, your, your, your presentation might be boring because you started off really weak. And so it's hard to gain the attention of the audience after that weak start. Number five, it might be boring because no one knows the point. They don't know where you're going with some of the points that you're making. Number six, it might be boring because the order is confusing and the transitions are a little shaky. Number seven, your presentation might be boring because, child, we think you're bored. Are you awake? I don't know. If it seems like you're asleep, we're probably going to be asleep too. Your presentation might be boring, number eight, because you're ignore, ignoring the audience and not making it clear that you know that you're talking to real life people. Number nine, it might be boring because you're focusing on perfection and not connection. And, and number 10, it might be boring because you needed to prepare a little bit more. So hopefully, I hope that you keep these 10 mistakes in mind and that when you give your next presentation, you are on track to be engaging captivating and give an amazing presentation thanks for listening to the confident speaker podcast if you found this content valuable make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the confident speaker family thanks again and see you next time